The mission is simple, to help high achievers naturally eliminate emotional and physical obstacles so they can optimize their life for higher achievement. Welcome. You have just entered the Genesis Zone. Good day, good day, good day, and welcome to the Genesis Zone show. This is Dr. Brian Brown. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your busy Thursday to join us here. Uh, today, I have a special show lined up for you. We're going to be talking about cell confusion and whether or not cell confusion is the cause for depression and anxiety. I'm, I mean, did you know that when it comes to the causes of depression and anxiety, science relies on theories to explain it? That's right. Uh, believe it or not, it's all based on theories, all prescription medication uh, uh, medications that are used to treat the symptoms associated with depression and anxiety are based in theory. In other words, scientists think they know what the cause of depression and anxiety is, but they aren't 100% sure. Now, where does this leave you? Uh, the one who's dealing with these issues and challenges related to depression and anxiety. Well, in today's episode, we'll explore another theory that may one day replace the current neurotransmitter theory and allow room for more natural solutions. In fact, this theory that I'm going to talk to you about actually uh, probably has a lot more credibility as far as foundational treatment and understanding what's going on than any other theory that we've ever heard of. Uh, so let's jump right in. Uh, if you're listening to this right now, uh, then you've lived long enough to be in a relationship at some point or another in your life. Uh, some relationships are intimate types. Uh, others are friendship types and others are just acquaintance types. Regardless of the type of relationship that you've experienced in the course of your life, probably all of those one of the most critical aspects of any healthy relationship is communication. I think uh, we can all agree that healthy and clear communication is vital to a thriving society. Now, occasionally there are miscommunications that can occur, uh, a breakdown in either uh, how the message was sent or how the message was received or both. A lot of times it's both. Now, depending on the circumstances, this breakdown in communication can lead to minimal complications in the relationship, while at other times it can lead to catastrophic failure in the relationship. Uh, and I'm sure we can all think of examples where that happened. Uh, did you know that the cells and organs and other tissues in your body are no different. They are constantly communicating with one another. In fact, to give you a glimpse of how big this communication network is, listen to this. There are approximately 100 trillion, that's trillion with a T, 100 trillion cells in your body. There are more than 200 different types of cells altogether. And 80 known organ systems or known organs. Not to mention you have 45 miles of actual nerves in your body and electrical signals, which are nothing more than chemical impulses can travel at speeds of up to 248 miles per hour on these nerves through your, throughout your body. 
And within each cell is your DNA. Uh, think of it as the computer operating system that gives instructions to everything in the body of how, when, what, and where to do what they do. In fact, in a single cell, there is approximately six feet of coiled up DNA. Now multiply that by 100 trillion cells and you guess it, you get 600 trillion feet of DNA all throughout your body. In, in other words, that's about 100 billion miles of DNA spread throughout your entire body. That's a lot of trips back and forth to Mars and, and, and back to Earth. And, and the miracle is that all of these different parts communicate with one another continuously. Now, it's easy to assume that they have healthy communication going on, that there's an intimate relationship at play within your body, but that's not always true. Many times there's communication breakdown, and this communication breakdown can lead to what we call cell confusion. Now, cell confusion is what researchers have directly linked to a breakdown in DNA coding or signaling. This can occur with illnesses. It can occur with um, uh, aging. It can occur with certain um, uh, genetic conditions, believe it or not, even though it is related to DNA coding, it can relate to certain genetic conditions that you inherited. And we now know that you can inherit both DNA from your parents, but you can also, for at least seven generations, and we actually think it's more, you can inherit the 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 interpretation filter we call the epigenetics you can in, you can inherit that for up to seven generations and 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 pass that down from generation to generation to generation so there's a lot going on here that can lead to cell confusion now imagine you're putting together a a, a 1000 piece jigsaw puzzle we've all done it uh usually it's around the holidays when you have the extra time uh, because you know the kind. It's the kind that you obsess over. It keeps you up till three o'clock in the morning because you can't stop thinking about anything else. Anybody anybody hear me on that? I mean, I know I've done it. In fact, I stay away from jigsaw puzzles now because they keep me awake at night. Now, what if you get to the end of the jigsaw puzzle and you're missing a piece? Have you ever done that? It's one of the most aggravating things that you've ever experienced. Um, but ask yourself, if, if that piece is missing, does the picture look perfect? No. When, when you look at that picture, that's the first thing you see. Your eyes drawn to that blank space. You can look at that whole picture. It can be huge. It can be beautiful. And you're going to see that blank space because it's not communicating the entirety of the story that that picture was meant to communicate. Or worse still, and this is the worst kind, because when you put together a jigsaw puzzle in a team, say there's two or three people putting, helping put together the puzzle. There's always that one person who will say, oh, that's close enough. Bam. And they'll try to force it into a hole that has no business going into. They have this close enough as good enough mentality. And I mean, what do you think the picture is going to look like when that's all said and done? It's not going to communicate what the picture was meant to communicate. This is what happens in cell confusion. Your DNA that's in every single cell in your body either leaves a piece out 
or it's substitute pieces that have no business being there. So in other words, when it creates another cell, that new cell that gets created gets an incomplete picture. Now, what we end up with is um, a cell that, for lack of a better term, is confused. And when this happens, miscommunication occurs. Uh, and, 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 and it occurs in a domino effect throughout the entire body. It happens with depression and it happens with anxiety. So are neurotransmitters really the key to depression and anxiety? Is neurotransmitter theory really the explanation for what's going on? Or is neurotransmitter theory really and truly, for not trying to ruffle any feathers, is it a theory that helps us justify the medications that we need to prescribe for these conditions? I think the latter is true. In, in a roundabout way, the answer is yes. It is certainly appears that uh, neurotransmitters are involved in depression and anxiety. We have to admit that. However, we have to ask the million-dollar question. Where did the communication breakdown occur before it got to the neurotransmitter level? Where did the communication breakdown occur before it got to the neurotransmitter level? That is the million dollar question. And the answer is the communication breakdown most likely originated within your DNA the master regulator of every cell in your body. I've seen this over and over again, working with clients and to be quite honest, healing myself. Uh, in fact, my journey includes 16 years and nine different antidepressants, believe it or not. And I wasn't just treating depression. I was treating anxiety. And if you know, if you've been around this bush a few times, you know that they use antidepressants to treat anxiety because they have indications for both. And I was taking these antidepressants. I tried nine different ones over the course of 16 years and never really got relief. Always got more what we call affective blunting, meaning I couldn't really feel emotion at all. And that was bothersome to me. And there were a lot of other side effects that we won't get into but I see this play out over and over and over again with clients that come into me wanting help is they'll say, man, I've tried everything. Nothing works. Or yes, this one worked, but it made me feel like crap. And, and that's a problem is, is the, the fact that it works, but makes you feel like crap. Is it just a side effect of the medication alone? Or is it because we've missed the target? We've missed the starting point of what we need to be addressing in order to address this neurotransmitter imbalance. See, what I found is, is when you get the gene miscommunication taken care of, the rest falls into place. And the most exciting thing of all is, in most cases, you don't even have to worry about the neurotransmitters because they take care of themselves. When think of upstream and downstream, I don't want to get too technical with you here, but a downstream measure is where what I said just a minute ago, where that this, this phenomena occurs in your DNA, where there's a little piece that's deleted, like a piece of a puzzle that's left out, 
or there's a piece inserted where it has no business being inserted. And then that cell, that DNA gets replicated and it gets passed on to another cell. And it's that domino effect. So DNA being miscoded or deleted, this is a downstream issue. But if we can take care of that downstream issue, and I'm not saying gene re-splicing or the new CRISPR technology that everyone's talking about on, on reprogramming and rewriting your genes. All I'm talking about is something really simple, and that's affecting the epigenome or how those genes are interpreted and getting those genes, getting those genes to actually signal correctly simply by modifying the epigenome, which we know we can modify through our environment, through the things that we eat, through the things we inhale, so on and so forth. So there are all these extraneous factors that affect our genes and we can modify and control those. That's what we're talking about here. So I've seen this over and over again when, and, and it's rapid. Uh, used to when I was treating depression and anxiety in clinical psychiatry, it would take months to see results with the client. The crazy thing is at this point, when I see a client and we start doing the, the gene modification, like I just explained, what ends up happening is we see changes and modifications and improvements within days or weeks. And it's that rapid. Um, I'm actually going to be, I'm going to be making some announcements here in the coming couple of months. I'm working on it right now. And what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be relaunching my program with a focus on depression and anxiety because it needs to be done. And I'm going to be offering um, offering this program at an investment, uh, uh, an, an initial investment that will never be offered again. And the reason I'm doing that is, is because I'm going to be actually reporting this as clinical research. Okay, so you get to be in on the the groundbreaking research that has not been done yet. And we get to prove to the world that using a gene first approach and clinical practice actually works. Uh, We can't say that it works for everything. We've got to take one discipline at a time, one issue at a time. And for this, I'm choosing just depression and anxiety. We're going to look at depression and anxiety, and we're going to prove to the world that doing an epigenetics pr- approach first actually works. Uh, I'm excited about it. That's just a little teaser. I'll be explaining more in the future, but just know that these are some things that are going to be coming out. You're going to see a little bit of change here. Not much. We're still doing the exact same thing as what I've been talking about over and over and again for over a couple of years now, but we're getting more focused and we're getting focused on, on those people who have brain health issues specifically related to mood and anxiety. So stay tuned for that. Don't, don't tune out. This is going to be exciting stuff that we're, we're going to be doing. I'm going to be doing over the coming months. And I'm really, really looking forward to uh, launching this beta program where we're just focusing on brain health. Uh, If you've been dealing with symptoms associated with depression or anxiety or both, like many of us have, and you're ready to learn more about cell confusion uh, that's going on inside your body, because I know it is, that is the root cause of that cell confusion theory 
And, and there's not even a theory about it right now. That's one of my purposes of doing this research is to make cell confusion a theory. Um, because I believe that cell confusion theory will be the way that we treat disease and illness from this point forward. However, we've got to do the research to back it up. Clinical research, actual clinical practice, not theoretical laboratory stuff. We've got to do actual clinical practice stuff. And that's what we're going to be doing. So this cell confusion theory, um, it works. I've been, I've been working on this for quite a while. I haven't talked about it. I'm start. I'm going to start talking about it because the world needs to know. The world deserves to know. You deserve to know. So, if you're interested in finding out more about the cell confusion going on inside your body, message me on Facebook or Instagram at Dr. Brian G. Brown. I'll be glad to talk to you about it. Uh, super, super exciting, uh, and I'll be glad to help you in any way I can. Uh, tune in next Thursday at noon Eastern Standard Time for our next in the zone segment, where I'll be sharing the latest research and my insights about that research as it relates to optimizing your physical and emotional wellness journey. Uh, As always, most informed, uh, most trusted, and most grateful you spent this time with us today. Until next time, this is Dr. Brian Brown. Stay in the zone.